Welcome to the Contemporary Conversations podcast, biblical thinking on modern challenges. We are hosts, Joe and Nick, talk about modern issues that affect the local church in our Christian walk. So let's listen in on this newest episode. Hey everyone, welcome to the Contemporary Conversations podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Joseph. And first off, welcome. Uh, we just wanted to take this time to say hello. 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 That was Nick. He'll introduce himself in a little bit here, but I guess I'll, I'll kick it off first. Uh, my name is Joseph, and uh, I've been a Christian since 2000. I'm currently a pulp, member of the Pulpit Supply for the Colorado Baptists out here in Colorado. Uh, both of us live in Colorado Springs, Colorado. I previously was an interim senior pastor and have been an associate pastor for many years. I'm an ordained pastor with the Southern Baptist Convention. Uh, and glad to be part of the tribe, but I don't consider myself just based on those identifications at all. I, I'm a Christian. I try to be the best follower of Jesus that I can be, even with the issue of me being a human being with all the mistakes that I currently make in my life. So who else am I? Uh, you could label me a disabled veteran, a PTSD sufferer from deployment. Uh, I served in the Army, the Air Force, and the Navy for, gosh, too many years, probably about 14 years. Uh, I was a government contractor for many years after that. I've been a worship leader and small group leader and just many things. But like I said, above all, my identity is in Jesus, and that's what matters to me, and I believe that's what matters to him. So why am I here? Why why am I on this podcast? Uh, you know, the reason we're here is we understand that as leaders in in just a small church, and not just a small church, just the local church body, in your average American city, there are things that affect us. There are things that affect your 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 congregation, and there are things that affect you as a leader uh, that's going on, whether it's political, uh, social, uh, medical. I mean, there's just stuff going on all around us that it just causes pains and problems and causes us to sit back as leaders and go, how do we deal with these things biblically? How do we walk through the challenges of being the local church in this lost world? That is that is what we come down to. Uh, so that's my why. Nick? So hello, my name is Nick, and I guess I should probably tell you all a little bit about myself as well. So I am 33 years old. I figured that Jesus started his ministry around that point in time, so I should probably start this podcast off around 33. Um but no, I wanted, I've wanted to do a podcast for a long time, and I've made attempts, but part of my fear was being able to do it by myself. So um, when, when Joe came up and was talking about doing this, I found it was a perfect opportunity to kind of share the experience and through this be able to learn how to, how to do this and also to be able to open a dialogue for these issues that are in the church that are maybe more controversial to some. I know that there are things that we don't feel like we can talk about in church because of the fact that they, you know, sometimes some people have really strong opinions about, about certain issues. And so what I'm hoping that this podcast does is that it opens a door for not only Joe and I to be able to have conversations about these issues within the church, but for others to join in. And as we go through these times together and we go through these trials and this world that we live in that is it's kind of built on uh, ambiguity and subjectivity that we find objective answers and biblical answers to these issues that are, are within the church. 
So about myself, I'm a I'm a father. I've been married for going on 13 years now to my wonderful wife. I have two children who are. Uh, one just had a birthday. I'm terrible with these ages, man. I cannot remember. Anyway, they're becoming teenagers, and so um, I'm a father. Both of them, um, both of my boys, uh, they they both uh, have autism, which presents its own challenges. Which I hope that we uh, maybe in some later episodes begin to address and kind of have that discussion. Um, in regards to what ministry looks like to them. Um, I'm currently um, in the military, so I would like to go ahead and say that any opinions I express in the show are my own and do not represent any viewpoints of anyone else, including Department of Defense agencies and so on and so forth. Just want to get that out of the way, Joe, so I'm no, covered. So I'm pretty smart. Because <laughs> I don't, I don't want to be that guy on, on like... Uh, on some on some news network saying that you know oh he did this so the military agrees no 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 these are strictly my own opinions but however I've been a Christian and I'm in the military currently serving um, serving active duty and I find that I hope also with this show that I can present a perspective from being a Christian in the military because the military is it's it's great um, I've loved my career so far and it presents its own challenges I hope we can address in the future oh, yeah, totally. And so I currently serve as the uh, the deacon of worship at my church. So I've been in that position for a few months now. I've been involved in many, many facets of church ministry. Um, unlike Joe, I'm not an ordained minister. I've not um, attended any kind of seminary or anything, but it's in my future, I hope. We'll see what uh, how God lays that path out. But I do, I do love theology. I love studying the Word of God, and I love studying the different perspectives of church leaders, and I'm a pretty big fan of church history, too, so I'm looking forward to kind of interjecting uh, that into these conversations. I've served in music ministry, youth ministry, children's ministry, um, and even some little bit of senior adult ministry, so I've, I've tried to keep versatile. I try to get a lot of different experiences, so... Um, that's my background, and I think I covered the why I wanted to be a part of this podcast pretty clearly. So, um, no, yeah, did, that's about no, that's about that's about it. Made so. me look bad, so I guess no, I'll so. add and say uh, <laughs> I've been married for going on. I'm bad at years too. What year is this? 2020. So we are almost to our 14th wedding anniversary. So 14 years with my beautiful bride, who is also uh, she is active duty military. So I get to. I get to live vicariously through her since I've been out <laughs> and I have four boys uh, and their ages are zero or no, I'm sorry. He's one now. Well, that's my bad. See bad at the age thing. Uh, we got a one year old, a six year old, a nine year old and a 12 year old. So I've got a pretty full house as well. Plus I've got two chickens, two dogs and a cat. So it gets a little wild in my house. Oh man. We didn't talk about even pets. I've got three cats. I love my cats. Yeah, you are a crazy cat. Guy. I have a. I am. I love my cats. I used to be a dog person, but once I started getting cats, that I really enjoyed being it's around. Because your wife, wasn't it? it? She really started the whole the whole cat thing. And yeah, it was one of those things where, oh, it's a cute kitten. Can we keep it? And of course, at that point, it was like, yeah, we can go ahead and get a cat. And so now, yeah. I'm just... So. I'm the same way. I was. A, I'm a dog. I'm a dog person through and through. But my wife was grew up with cats, and you know, was the man in the house. We got a dog first. But, see, that's. But then, but then. I I caved and got my wife a, a, a adopted a kitten out of the rescue center for her for one Christmas. So she's a happy wife, and as you know, as the old adage goes, happy wife, happy, happy life. life. That's right. So uh, to kind of piggyback on what you said earlier, um, that's why we're here. And I, you know, and listener, understand it's not just going to be us. It's it, we're going to have guests. Our goal 
uh, we're hoping it comes true, is to have local pastors here from Colorado Springs come in. Um, and maybe even outside of Colorado Springs, Denver, uh, you know, even more rural, there's a bunch of, uh, you know, east of Colorado Springs, we've got just large, flat farmlands. And so you've got churches out there that are struggling in different ways. Uh, so that's our that's our goal, is to have these local pastors come in so that we can just have conversations on what are they going through and how are they doing it? How are they walking through biblically with the challenges uh, that they're facing? I mean, sure. You being a deacon at, at your current church, I'm sure there's going to be some conversations about how you guys are walking through just even being a small uh, church plant slash not church plant. Absolutely. And I think in this in this uh, in the society that we live in, the uh, how do I put this? Essentially, society favors the the uh, the large influencers and, and individuals who are, have a large presence whether it be mainly it's through media now in in our days social media things like that so when it comes to have discussing these issues that smaller churches may have and what they may be going through we want to be able to take a focus and look at things that may that maybe aren't really being covered because a lot of these issues that are being presented in these larger churches they they may affect them, but because of their membership, they it doesn't affect them quite as much because they kind of already have a base of membership. Like when it comes to finances, and you know, like with smaller churches, every member that you lose is potentially a huge cut in your finances and your resources. So we want to be able to take those issues and address them at a more local level. Yeah, I think. because I you know, and and don't hear us that we're saying it's all about money. What we're saying is is that sadly, in just today's world, and the reality is is that. Without the giving of a congregational member and the leaders in the church, uh, you can't do ministry. You can't afford right. to go out and however the Lord guides your church to spread the gospel, you, you just can't do it without the green. And, and that's just a reality that especially smaller churches have to uh, have to walk with. And, uh, and, you know, and obviously we live here in Colorado Springs, so I'm sure there might be a listener to that's like, Colorado Springs? What kind of problems do you have there? That's like the most Christian area in the whole U.S. And you know, it's it's the buckle that left the Bible Belt. Who you know, whatever you want to call it. I, I've even heard it called the the Christian Mecca. Is wow. how it's been told to me. Is because we no have kidding. you know because we have large mega churches in town, like superly large. Uh, we have large uh, Christian organizations that are headquartered here, like uh, Compassion and the Book Authoring Ministries and. Uh, Few others. I mean, they're just here, and and so people just assume that this must be the most Christian town in the world. But in the reality is, it's it is just an average town. There are, yes, seemingly literally like a church in every corner. Uh, but to be honest, not everyone in the city is reached for for Christ. Uh, I believe talking to the regional guy for the SBC, it's somewhere around. 70% of the population here in the Springs is still unreached, which should make your jaw drop. That's incredible I would, that you would, and you know, that's not, that's not uncommon. And it's kind of, yeah, I bet if you look, I don't, of course, I haven't had a chance to take a look at the numbers, but if you looked at it, that cities that tend to have a larger church, quote unquote, church presence tend to have it also a large, large population of unreached people. And that you'd think it wouldn't make any sense, but I'm not sure. Maybe it's the fact that those some churches just depend or not depend, but some churches just think that they're just people are just going to walk in the door because they got you know large building or there's churches everywhere. But that's not the case. I mean, evangelism is always going to be a focus of Christianity. 
because it's within the Great Commission that you know we go out and make disciples. So hopefully with these discussions, we'll be able to empower churches. And I'm, we do have a focus on smaller churches because I f- that's, that's kind of where our heart is. But I feel like and I hope that the discussions we have can be beneficial to everybody and empower everyone, whether it be individual all the way up to mega church status, to be able to have these conversations with people and be able to empower them to reach people with, with what the ideas we're talking about and open the door for those evangelistic opportunities. No, amen to that, brother. Hashtag amen. Um, it's a serious questions to be asking, and that's why we've decided to start this podcast, to sit down with the leaders, sit down with the lay leaders, not just the pastors, but even like their deacons, their elders, and just ask, what struggles are you having as a church? What how are things around the church impacting how the church leads, how the church loves, how the church goes out? Uh, you know, we could t- obviously in this time frame we're we're in a pretty heated political season, so that that can affect how a church loves and leads and leaves uh, its area. And I don't mean by leaves; I mean by sending people out. Uh, you know, and and people can have as we'll talk about in our next episode, certain identity issues when it comes to just this heated political environment. But there's many other factors in, especially just even in just this city alone, from the culture, the society, the government, uh, other churches. Because, you know, we, we live in an area, we live in a day and age where it's not like it was back in the 1600s where it was just the Catholic church it, or just the Catholic church and the reformers. Uh, we live in an age where there's Methodists, Lutherans, assemblies of God, uh, charismatics, uh, uh, King James only, uh, it's just, there's so many different flavors. There's more than 32 flavors. Uh, absolutely. Like Baskin Robbins. It's, and because of that, that can make for, you know, you don't want to say the word issues, but it does make, it a challenge for those that are in leadership in the church and how to best love and lead the people that come in their doors that may believe differently in certain aspects of doctrine and and theology because of where they came from or how they were raised. Like you and I have a similar background. I was saved uh, in a super uber charismatic church um, and learned very quickly once I joined the military that that's not how all churches were. Right. Uh, absolutely i went to i mean i was saved in somebody's god church went to a different one when i went halfway across the country to serve in the air force and discovered wait a second this is not the type of church i came from i remember going to somebody's god church uh that to me was more like a traditional southern baptist church where they just had a piano and a drum set and everyone stood up and clapped and like with the song and, I, and it was all like traditional hymns. And I was just like, what happened? This is not what I was raised in. Right. And that's, that's something I'm, I'm really thankful to God for, for allowing me the opportunity to, to enlist because it really opened my experiences up as far as uh, different denominations go. Like, as Joe said, like he was a member and he grew up in kind of a similar of God church. It's the same here. I spent, 20, 20 years in the same church, the same Assemblies of God church, and that's where I grew up, and I developed a lot of my uh, theology and ideologies. And so, I, and it's not, I'm not saying it was necessarily a bad thing, but I didn't have the experiences that allowed me to get a more diverse perspective of these different denominations and theological ideas. So, 
you know, when I when I came out here to Colorado Springs, I was looking for a church for my family and I go to, and, and it really opened my eyes to how many different perspectives and how many different thoughts there is when it comes to how Christians should live, what they should believe, how they should practice church, how they should worship. And so I feel like that with with this, we can really take all those perspectives, bring them together, and have discussions about how we as Christians, how where where we sh- where should we divide on very important issues, on critical doctrinal issues. However, where can we and should we come together with within the the more gray areas? Which you know, when it comes to different styles of worships and things like that, you know, there are areas that we can we can have differences in, but we can still unite under the same banner of Christianity. Yeah, and so. And so I'm, I'm, I'm thankful that we're able to come together and have these conversations. And I'm really looking forward to diving into these different, these different topics and perspectives because I'm, I'm hoping that as I learn and as I have my experience, experiences broadened, that the audience will join us on this and that the audience will come together with us to see that, yes, there are areas that we should certainly draw a line in when it comes to Christianity and, and doctrine I'm not I'm not trying to say that there isn't but I would almost I would almost say there are more areas that we can we can have differences in and still be united than than things that would divide us. No, so. I, t- I totally agree. It's 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 remembering that we're supposed to be one, you know, we're 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 supposed to be of the blood uh and of the same spirit, but we live in an age of um that because we put preferences and opinions above truth and his word that we find um, we have all these differences that we just can't seem to agree on. Um, You know, talking about church history, I mean, just looking back at just the first reformers uh, back in the day, I mean, they would try to come together and uh, they would disagree and, and it would be, very it almost reading it you're like how could you not come together but for them certain things back then were like nope you don't agree with me i don't agree with you we just can't we just can't hang out together and to me that is one of the dark sides and the downsides of just in general protestantism and the reformation was the continual splits and disagreements uh between reformers and Protestants that has gotten to us where we are today. And I think that we can see that there, you're, you're absolutely right. And I, I try not, and I try not to judge people or Christians from the past too harshly when it comes to things like that, because we, we live in an era where we are able to openly express, or at least within our country, I should say, I shouldn't be so uh, narrow-minded, assuming everybody's an American like me, but we should, <laughs> we should, we here in America, we have the ability and the freedom to be able to practice any religion we choose. You know, looking back in history, that was certainly not always the case, and so whenever these reformers were coming at these issues that we kind of look at with more of a, a gray lens, they were looking at it very dogmatically, they were looking at it from the perspective that this is this is essentially my my perspective versus the government because the church and the government 
at that point many times were, were, were the one exactly they, they were the same it, yeah. thing so uh, but on that same note we can learn from that and see that where they were dogmatic maybe we don't necessarily have to have to come at those doctrines so aggressively we can right. we can take a step back but i mean we can look at paul and peter as a great example of this um you know peter and paul correct me if i'm wrong peter and paul kind of had to almost who was it barnabas barnabas thank you barnabas and paul had to go their separates because of theological differences and so but you know it wasn't like there was it was one of those things where it split the church up they just yeah. had to kind of kind of separate themselves what it, what it comes down to i think is what we discussed before we started the podcast which is it we in today's culture have lost the ability to have a genuine argument and what i mean by argument is the original understanding what an argument was which was to give your point refute the point go back and forth with the understanding of where where are you coming from why is it you but why is it you believe this way or think we should be this way um you know, I, I liked how Luther, you know, people can say good and bad about Luther, but I liked his his argument against uh, one of the Catholic cardinals back when he first started to really kind of understand what was happening around him. And he basically kind of said, look, unless we take what a person says and puts it under the authority of Scripture, and if it doesn't line up, like basically if it lines up, then I'll listen to you. Like I'll listen to what you have to say, but if it doesn't, then what more needs to be said? Uh, there's times we have to take that approach and there's times we need to have the conversations where we go, well, why, why do you believe that? But I think Paul kind of tells us, you know, in a way, a short, simple way in how we should be living. And I say should be because we struggle with this in Ephesians four, starting in verse one, I'm reading from the ESV. It says, I, therefore a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you've been called with all humility and gentleness, with patience bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to the one hope that belongs to your call. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and father of all who is over all and through all and in all. So, if, I don't know if you heard my personal emphasis on a particular word, but it's one, <laughs> and that's something we struggle with today. And so with that, we'll, uh, we'll say hello and thanks for listening. Looking forward to taking this journey with everyone who listens. Thank you for, for the support and even listening and sharing this podcast. And I hope that as we continue down this journey, we, we unify under that one. Amen to that. So... Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Contemporary Conversations podcast. You can find us on the interwebs at Contempt Convos for Twitter, Contemporary Convos for Instagram, or on our Facebook page, Contemporary Convos. You can also email us anytime at contemporaryconvos at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and God bless.